From BYU Broadcasting's Performance Studio, this is Highway 89. I'm your host, Stephen Cap Perry. Joining me in studio today are a pair of violinists who also happen to be husband and wife. More about how that happened later. This is Alex and Aubrey Woods. And so if you love hearing the violin, this is your show. Now with twice as much solo violin. Alex Woods is a graduate of the Manhattan School of Music and Yale University, where he received a master's in violin performance. His musical career has led into performances in Carnegie Hall, Avery Fisher Hall, the Kennedy Center. Alex is a professor of violin at Brigham Young University. Aubrey Woods graduated from Brigham Young University with a bachelor's degree in violin performance, and she's participated in summer study at the Paris Conservatory and has commissioned and recorded music for violin and piano on Tantera Records. She's the concertmaster of the Ballet West Orchestra. In March of 2011, Aubrey and Alex married, and they live in Provo, Utah. We'll start the show with a piece for two solo violins written by Sergei Prokofiev, a piece inspired, he said, by a bad performance of a violin duet he heard and, frankly, thought he could do something better. Alex and Aubrey Woods will perform the first and second of the four movements of Prokofiev's 1932 Sonata for Two Violins.
Sergei Prokofiev's Sonata for two violins. We heard the first and second movements, slow and fast, <laughs> performed live by husband and wife team Alex and Aubrey Woods. You're listening live to Highway 89. Aubrey, so nice to talk to you. Thank you for coming Thanks in. Thanks for having us. I mean, we're we could to listen here. to these pieces on a recording, but it's pretty magical to just have the real musicians right here it's and fun for us. have you create it right here in the moment for Thank us. Thank you. We're so happy to be here. Why do you like Prokofiev so much? I love Prokofiev because I think he has something in his music that a lot of other composers don't have. He has, he uses these special moments, but very rarely. Um, and I find that a lot of the music he plays, I've, I've played um, several of his ballets. Um, we're, do we're doing Romeo and Juliet up with Ballet West next year, and we did um, Cinderella a couple years ago up with Ballet West, and there's just nothing like his music. It's just really really special it has so many unique and special moments in must be satisfying as a player yeah it's really amazing well, i was going to ask you are the concert master for ballet west how is that different than being in a symphony orchestra first of all there's fewer of you crammed into a pit am i is that yes, correct that's correct um it's much smaller I guess closer quarters, you could say. <laughs> Be careful where your bow <laughs> yes, is. <going>. Exactly. <laughs> I actually have to position myself carefully against the wall. But um, it's true, we're not exposed like the dancers are on stage. And um, the music is, it tends to be long, longer. <laughs> the last ballet that we did was Swan Lake by Tchaikovsky. And um, it was two and a half hours. And usually ballet music also, there's, there are movements, there are different, um, I guess, breaks between each part, but there's not a lot of breaks for us as musicians. Um, when we did Sleeping Beauty last year by Tchaikovsky as well, it's, I mean, we we're playing, all, I think there was one 10 measure rest of slow, um, a slow tempo, and we just would <laughs> breathe. We would just enjoy that so much. So you the know, dancers get a little break off stage, but the yeah, the, the orchestra has to keep providing something. The show, exactly. the show keeps going on. Right. I understand that violin had something to do with the two of you meeting in the first place. Yeah, um, we did. We I so I was studying at BYU, and um, Alex applied for the job at BYU. I guess 2010, and that's when we first met. And the long and short of it is that I was his student, and then I wasn't, and then we got married. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the easiest way to put it. Okay. Well, let's just, this is this next piece we're about to hear. It's an old contemporary tune. It's it's called Kingsfold. Is the hymn tune. It's had various texts written to it throughout the years, but one of the best is uh, If You Could Hide to Kola, one of the most familiar to many of our listeners. So, what led to making this arrangement? So, Alex wrote this arrangement when he was on his mission for one violin. And I think he performed it there a little bit and um and then he I think he realized that it was not totally complete until we got married and then he was like oh my goodness I can I can rearrange my arrangement for two violins and I think it's really a special piece that we get to enjoy together and we feel like eternity is is present Almost when we're well, let's have you take your place. We want Thanks. to hear this. The, 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 the text is, if you could hide to call up the hymn tune, King's Fold, and something about the minor mode and, and the lyrics about there is no end to life, to light, to love, and so many other things. It's a very, I think, an atmospheric piece.
coming to you live on Highway 89. That was If You Could Hide to Kolob, arranged and performed by our guests, husband and wife duo Alex and Aubrey Woods. Alex, thank you for coming in as well. We really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. That arrangement, it, it almost has more of a fiddle feel. With, yeah, with I, I was actually things. I was trying to uh, capture kind of a feeling of a bagpipe yeah. or some definitely a rustic kind of feeling. The droning the notes yeah. there. Very yeah. exciting. Oh, thank you. Well, we are glad you two found each other because we're benefiting <laughs> from whatever you had to go through. We appreciate the nice music. <laughs> it was complicated. Yeah. <laughs> it's always complicated. <laughs> so uh, just one one quick personal note and then back to the music where both of you are excellent, excellent players. I mean, some relationships really have to work out who's the second fiddle, and and they're talking only figuratively. <laughs> how does that work? You both seem to find time to to be performing and, and keeping up your skills. That's excellent. I think we're lucky that we kind of have complementary careers and schedules. I'm mainly teaching at BYU, and then I, I go and do individual projects. I have a group in New York that I play with that we've, we've played here before, and um, I do solo things, and then Aubrey's really heavily involved in the ballet, and she also substitutes with the Utah Symphony, and so it actually works well for childcare too, because I generally work during the day, and she she generally works at night, so we're able to kind of juggle it, and mm-hmm. and I'm just I'm so proud of her, and I think she's proud of me, and we we just really love Good. it. Yeah. Tag team, yeah, exactly. that's nice. And you mentioned uh, the trio that you play with. Uh, we did have some of that music with your friends who who were in it, man. So good. We have the harpsichord and the cello yeah. and you and the violin. Yeah. But you have completed that CD. It's called Corelli's Influence. That's right. And is it all music by Corelli? It's Corelli, and then it's it's people that were influenced by him. Which so is almost uh, anyone who lots, picked up the violin. It's true. So there's, some, there's two people that knew him directly and then two people that were close by but probably didn't know him. So it's interesting to see how, how, it, how they sort of fit within his sound world. Mm. Yeah. Well, we need you to educate us a little bit. <laughs> on this next piece. This is a contemporary piece for two violins that you actually got to premiere, the two of you. Right. Christian Asplund is the composer, and it's called One Eternal Round. And talk to me about this particular kind. Some some people will be old hands at this who listen. They'll say, oh, I know exactly where that's coming from. And for others, this may be a new thing, kind of a stretch. What would you call this, a contemporary piece? Yeah, this is a contemporary piece, and I, I think um, a good word to to kind of describe it is is actually a little bit minimalist. There was a, mm. a movement of 20th century music that used really small parts and it, it took a while for things to develop. And that's kind of what this is. But you'll notice that Aubrey and I are basically playing the same thing in mirror image and we kind of bounce it off each other. And so you'll hear actually these really neat textures in this development as we go, but it takes a while for it to happen. So for the premiere, what kind of reaction? Oh, I mean... It was actually an incredible reaction. I, I think it's a really powerful piece, and it's it's very difficult to play, and I think that might have been part of it. I felt like the audience sort of really was on our side and appreciated how difficult it was to complete it. Um, but I think it was also, for several people, a really emotionally uh, powerful performance, and, and I think it's just a, it's a piece. Not that the performance was that powerful, but the piece speaks for itself. Well, it speaks for itself, and so maybe I shouldn't ask the question I'm dying to ask, which was, <laughs> what, because you know the composer, what did he say about the title? You know, he, he actually hasn't said anything to me about it, and, which is great. I feel like music is, the best kind of music has a lot of interpretations and a lot of mm-hmm. ways that we can think about it. Um, there's certainly, from my faith tradition, it has a certain connotation, but it doesn't, doesn't necessarily mean, need, need to mean that for everybody. I think definitely there's this feeling of timelessness, 
that he captures in this piece. And that's that's what I think of when one eternal round that that something has no beginning and no end. It's just a lot like this this hymn that we just played. It has a similar sentiment, and I think he captures it well. Let's hear this piece. We were about to hear Aubrey and Alex Woods performing a piece they premiered earlier uh, this year, One Eternal Round, written by Christian Asplund for two solo violins.
Aubrey and Alex Woods performing One Eternal Round, a piece they premiered in February of 2015, written for them by contemporary composer Christian Asplin. I think that's so interesting. The only preview I got was a quick one on my laptop with no stereo spread, but to see this live and to see who plays what and the interplay, you know, I guess it can mean whatever you want it to mean, but for me, just the whole relationship of any two things that have a relationship, whether a, a moon and a planet or two people or whatever it might might be, occasionally pulling against and occasionally working together. Well, that's one interpretation. That ends this episode. Alex Woods is a professor of violin at Brigham Young University. Aubrey Woods is the concertmaster for the Ballet West Orchestra. Thanks to Alex Snobry for coming in and, as they say, making beautiful music together. <laughs> we always love to hear from you, our listeners. Send your comments and questions to highway89 at byu.edu or message us on Twitter at byuh89. You can see short videos from the show on the BYU Radio YouTube channel and our Facebook page, and you never have to miss an episode. You can listen on demand at your leisure via our website, byuradio.org slash highway89. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. The recording engineer is Mark Waite. Our student assistant is Abby Horlocker, and our show's producer, Jackie Tateishi. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Thanks for listening.